Good morning. It's Melinda Treadwell. We're here on the Campus Corner at WKNH.org, 91.3 FM, student-run radio here at Keene State College. I'm Melinda Treadwell, the president here at Keene State, and I am super excited about this morning's uh, show. In studio with me, I have Davis Bernstein. Davis Bernstein is a poli-sci major, HGS minor, Double major, double major. I'm looking at Davis. He's nodding at me. Uh, Davis is a junior here at Keene State, and he was on the show with me a few weeks ago, just before the break. And we were talking about his role in student government, where he came from, what brought him, brought him to Keene. And in that conversation, I wanted to expand some discussion around his work leading the Student Democrats with his colleague, Johnny Yakabuchi, who is a senior here at Keene State, also a poli-sci major, and he is the leader of the student, pres- uh, the student Republicans here at Keene State. So Johnny, Davis, thank you for joining me in studio today. Thank you. Good morning. Thank it's, you. It's great to have you here. Um, so the Campus Corner program, we like to introduce our guests to the listening audience. So if folks are tuned in listening live with us or they join the pod stream later. And Davis, we did do an introduction for you, but I'd like to just for a second, Johnny, you're from Connecticut. We talked before we started up the show today, but just outside Hartford, what brought you to Keene State? So when I was graduating high school, Obviously, going through my college searches, I had a few things that I was really looking for. I went to a smaller high school, and I really liked that feel of the classroom, the teacher size, and to be able to have a good relationship with the teachers. And I also uh, found a passion for politics in high school as well. And coming to New Hampshire, as you know, mm. uh, politics is your sport. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I definitely was drawn to the state, and I looked at Keene, and I love Keene. I fell in love with the campus, the beautiful, the, the culture, and uh, I, that's where I chose to be. So Fabulous. And it is kind of uh, peak season in our sport of politics here at Keene, uh, and at Keene State specifically in the state of New Hampshire with our primary on the 11th, uh, just a few short days away. So I'm excited that we're doing this conversation today, and and part of this is to really just get a sense of how you found your way into leadership for the different organizations and clubs you've been involved with. And although, specifically, I want to talk a little bit about how you engage with the Keene State Republicans and with the Keene State Democrats, how how your leadership role has emerged, how you approach leading your your classmates and peers, and how you work together. more generally, how did you find your way toward becoming engaged at Keene State before we specifically discuss some of the political and civic engagement? So Davis. Yeah, so I wanted to join a student Democrats club when I got to school. Um, so I did uh, freshman year, started in October, I believe. So <laughs> hit the ground running right when I got here. Um, and that was a great experience. Um, totally different people back then, but they were a great group. Um, and I knew it was a place I wanted to be in and progress in. Um, and then I actually became treasurer at the halfway through mark of mm-hmm. the year and became of president. Of your first year? Yeah. And wow, then um, became president at the end of my freshman year. And like Johnny, did you know in high school that getting engaged in politics or civic engagement, you and I talked a little bit about this the last time you we were on show, but did you know this was someplace you really wanted to be connected and work you wanted to do? Towards um, the middle to end of high school, yeah. um, I used to want to be a history high school teacher, most likely. Um, But then political science really drew me in. Um, Around the 2015-2016 Democratic primary. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I try to think about what I wanted to, I know I wanted to be a wildlife biologist at some point in high school, and then 
I don't know how I became a toxicologist and those things, but we, we find our way to where we wish to be. And, and I'm really glad you're doing what you're doing. I've, I've been able to uh, watch both of you in different ways as candidates have been on campus. And uh, thank you for the work that you're doing, Davis. I thank appreciate you. it. And Johnny, you mentioned high school. You knew you wanted to do this work. How? How did you know that when you're 15 to 18 years old? So when I was in high school, uh, me and a small group of uh, other uh, students, we started a Young Republicans Club in yes. our high school. And we found that it was a great way to connect to other students, to be able to discuss and to deliberate new ideas. And so going into college, I was definitely looking forward to joining and getting involved. But when I came here, I found that there wasn't a Young Republicans Club. And it was just a small group of people just got together and just, you know, felt like they can, you know, talk about things that they both believed in. And I was really looking forward to getting involved and spearheading that club and to, to grow it and to, and to make it to what it is today. So That's I, incredible. I, I, so you actually re resurrected. We had a Young Republicans Club when I was here, a student club in the eight, late 80s, mm -hmm. but you resurrected it and, uh, and brought it back, and, and you and your classmates really brought it to where it is today. Yeah, we, uh, we definitely done a lot of work to, to get more students involved and to be able to get our voices heard. It, it, would it definitely was a small group when I mm -hmm. came to college, and now I'm hoping, hoping to leave it as a, a good. That's incredible. And, yeah, what, a, what a great legacy to leave. Thank and, um, and thank you for, for getting involved. And I think part of um, what my work as president here at Keene State as a liberal arts college I believe we have to create the space for, for students to talk across difference and through difficult issues, express opinions, share, share different views on issues that affect us. Um, and so I recently was appointed to a steering committee nationally of the American Democracy Project, which is a, a public colleges and universities trying to be sure that we're creating the space for all voices to come to the table and get engaged in democracy and in civic work. Um, so I'm, I'm really thrilled and thank you for at your point in your career in your lives to be so committed to this. It's really, really important, and, and I'm so proud of you. Um, so when you think about poli-sci at Keene State and your leadership work, either bringing a club to a much stronger position, diving in with a club, and then helping lead it to a strong position that it's in, how did your political science study at Keene State link with your work um, in helping to lead or, or create the, the kinds of points of dialogue or the work that you do with your classmates? I think that a lot of the ideas we talk about, particularly in our political science class, uh, we are actually able to go out into the real world and to be able to see that in effect. You know, the things we learn, you know, the different campaign styles mm -hmm. or the different tactics or, or what messages, you know, po the politicians are trying to uh, portray. And I think that learning a lot, of, uh, a lot of elements in the classroom was able for me to go out and connect and to be more informed and to talk and have conversations with other students. Um, and I th definitely think that the, it starts in the classroom and we'll be able to bring it out to campus. It's incredible. So the, the clubs actually bring some of the theory and practice to life and in the work you do in the community. Of course, yeah. That's in incredible. our meetings, we always talk about that. So. That's incredible. Davis, for you, how did it, how did it link? Yeah, totally agree. Um, and these professors are bringing decades of experience, mm -hmm. usually, with um, political science and um, electoral um, political science. So they really help translate it to all the things that are directly happening on campus. Right. Um, and also, no matter what the title of the class is, most of these political science classes discuss current topics mm -hmm. um, to get you involved with the things happening right outside your that's true. And as Johnny said at the outset, this is kind of the, the state sport as we go every four years into the presidential cycle. So um, it is something where there's always a, a candidate on campus during the primary run-ups, and then as we get into the general election cycle, it will heat up even more. So it's, it is a place where you can see outside the classroom 
the, the theories that you're discussing actually in play. So um, when you, one of the things that I wonder about sometimes is how to translate the complexity of political science into the, the mainstream media and kind of what the lay public understands. And so you have a lot of theory about electoral politics and theory about strategy and tactic, as you said, Johnny. Um, so how, how do you help a, a classmate or an underclass student or a student above you who's in a conversation with you about something and try to open their awareness of the complexity behind the headline, if you will, on different topics? I'm just curious how you approach that with your peers. So when approaching my peers, I think uh, it's it's important to have them understand both sides. I think it's it's great to be able to inform them on different options and 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 for them to be able to decide what they think is the best way. Uh, I think that it's important to engage with students because you know some some people might not be able to understand what's going on and they don't know all the details surrounding certain events or certain policies. So I think that having a not conversation, letting them speak their mind, and I think bringing them into the fold gets them more comfortable with the process mm -hmm. and able to understand and maybe go on and have conversations with all their all their friends. So That's incredible. So Davis, I'm gonna hold you, have you hold that question just for a sec. We're gonna to go to a quick station break here on the campus corner. We'll be back with you all in about 30 seconds, so thanks. Good morning, it's Melinda Treadwell back here on the campus corner in studio with me, Davis Bernstein, uh, president of the Young Democrats, the Student Democrats here at Keene State, and Johnny Yakabuchi, who is the president of the Young Republicans, the, the Student Republican uh, Club here at Keene. And in studio, driving the board with us this morning, who I didn't introduce at the outset, is Ekram. Ekram is the co-general manager here at WKNH. 91.3 FM. She is also a criminal justice and philosophy major and a junior here at Keene State. So Ekram, thank you for taking care of us and for being with us in studio. Of course, I love Campus Corner. <laughs> Thanks so much, Ekram. So just before we went to the break, uh, Johnny and I were talking a little bit about how he tries to take the, the deeper theory and philosophy of political science and the tactics used uh, through political um, development and movement for candidates through electoral processes, um, how he takes that into explaining issues and, and getting involved with his peers. Davis, I'm curious if you have different ways that you have tried to engage with your peers or ways that you have taken the theory of the science that you're studying into conversation to try to help your peers understand or get involved. Yeah, well, number one, I encourage that most students yeah. here at least take a political science class. I think it's really good to get a base knowledge of how politics works. Um, what's really going on when you can't really tell um, on the base level. Um, you'll be able to know what the Electoral College really does, things like that. Um, so that's number one. And also translating these um, like sciences into issue-based advocacy and explaining how different um, facets of political science functions mm -hmm. with real laws that happen in the State House and the Congress. Yeah. Outstanding. I think it's something... Um at one point in my career, I had the privilege to work in policy making in D.C. as a toxicologist. And so understanding how to take a, a um, something being advocated for and the multiple positions around an issue and try to translate that into air pollution policy or into regulatory structure, it's incredibly complicated. Um, but it's often we try to distill it into a sentence. And I think it's really difficult to, to try to have sound bites to explain complicated issues with multiple facets. So really, uh, one of the things that I'm so impressed with both of the clubs that you're leading is that you do dig deep. And you dig deep not from a single position, but you try to pull 
pull the conversation open so that people are understanding different perspectives. Um, how do you, so you've explained as individuals how you try to do that. How do you do it through the clubs, through the organizations, and through the activities that you um, sponsor or get involved with leading um, to try to engage people across difference on campus? So some things that we do as a club are we like to have a lot of engagement on campus. So we have we host events, whether that's you know a Senate candidate, whether that's someone who is leading a nonpartisan advocacy bill. Um, just last night at our meeting, we had John from Every Voice, um, the coalition of um, students in New Hampshire trying to get a bill passed to uh, raise um, sexual harassment awareness and, and so on and so forth. So I think that um, doing a lot of things on campus to, uh, to engage the students and also going out into the community. We do a lot of community events. We travel to nearby towns such as Dublin. Mm -hmm. We attend the Cheshire dinners. So we spread and we try to engage with um, people from the community, different perspectives, dif different backgrounds, to be able to deliberate, like you said, uh, and to have friendly conversations and to you know, explore different ideas out there. Yeah, it's incredible. Davis, how about from the, the Young Democrats on campus? Yeah, so we try to, as a group, work with individuals to find out what they're really passionate about, and that's really important in political science and the political sphere. Um, so we've done like tabling days based off of different issues like healthcare um, or gun control or uh, climate change, and we draw a lot of students in um, at a bipartisan level, mm -hmm. as far as I can tell. And we want to find people that are passionate about these issues, and then that translates into electoral issues as well. Yeah, and voting for a candidate. It's and one of the things that's it just depends on when you end up in the cycle, which primary run-up we're in, right? So right now we're in the insanity of the, the Democratic run-up. And I think the, the slate of candidates being so broad. When we started, I know, Davis, you have been um, not only the, the leadership of the work that you do generally, um, but you've been now the person who's been the point of contact for a lot of these uh, party uh, leader groups and the candidate teams that are trying to get their candidates in front of voters uh, throughout the last several months. Um, it has been a constant string of candidates. And even, Johnny, you had uh, Bill Weld here, I know, that uh, saw you there at that event. And there have been other people who've come on campus to talk about the Republican slate of issues as well as we're even in the Democrat run-up. So um, just for the listeners, Davis, a little bit of what that felt like. So if we'd been in a Republican primary, I'd be asking this question of Johnny, how has it felt? But Davis, I know last time you mentioned how it's just very busy. It's created a lot of strain. But if just how has this um, helped you develop some skill sets? What have you been asked to do um, and to support when we have guests on campus, specifically candidates seeking the Democratic uh, nomination in the run-up? Yeah, so it has been a lot of fun. It's a really unique experience, especially in New Hampshire, but even in Keene, because Keene's a really important city mm -hmm. in New Hampshire for the Democratic primary and um, most Republican primaries as well. Um, for these campaigns, I am staying neutral in the primary. I yeah. will vote absolutely for a candidate on February 11th, um, but I like to help out these campaigns in any way they need. Um, so I help promote their events, help promote their candidates coming, um, get people from our club to attend these events because our club isn't endorsing a candidate, of course, before the primary because mm -hmm. we don't want to make anybody feel left out of our, right. the party. Um, personally, I've been asked to introduce a lot of these candidates, and that's been a really great experience. Mm -hmm. um, going from 2018 to 2020. Um, in 2018, it was 
a really big deal for me to introduce Molly Kelly to people. Yes. Uh, but now I get to introduce people like Elizabeth Warren. So it's really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and just unique. When I think, Johnny, you mentioned why you came to Keene is it's a state where you know there's going to be a lot of political activity during your time here. And you certainly will step into the limelight here as we start to have the two candidates now in the general run-up to the election in November. Um, and so the spring, I suspect, will get a little busier for you. How has your club engaged during the run-up as the young Republicans? Has there been much engagement yet beyond the work you're doing in the community and with others in the networking that you discussed? Are you getting connected with kind of the planning for the general run-up at this point? Uh, yes. I mean, uh, you know, as a Republican here on campus right now, there is, you know, a wave of Democrats coming through. Yeah. So um, it's great to see that, we're, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's our democracy. It's great. Um, but I think it's one of our jobs to uh, let students know that there is, there's another voice out there. There's, you know, there's other opinions. You know, they're saying that Democrats and Republicans often agree on something, just different ways to get there. So I think it's, you know, our job to make sure students know that um, there's a lot of options out there. And I think that one of the things is um, tough is that students don't want to be identified as a Republican. You know, to as a young Republican to be identified as a conservative is uh, is kind of ostracizing yourself on campus. So I feel that it's my job and our club's job to, fortunately, to normalize the club and to, to yeah. let students you know feel comfortable with joining and to be able to you know feel okay to come and and to listen and to participate. So I think we've been doing a great job with that. And we've been engaging with a lot of students. So just, just keeping there, keeping, keeping strong and uh, enjoying the process is what we can do. Yeah, and I think part of um, what's really important is, as I've stepped into this role and gotten involved nationally in the leadership of nonpartisan civic engagement, how do you, as the leader of a college, really make this about understanding? I think your point is, is correct. I don't think we disagree on a lot of the goals. There are very different ways to get to different places. And sometimes when we take very strong stances or argue, we're missing, we're losing the opportunity to kind of make advance toward the goals that are better for the society and for people um, that we represent or or have the opportunity to serve. So it, it's hard. And I mean, I think you've just put your finger on the place where our world, uh, I'm actually in New Orleans um, tomorrow and Friday, and I'll be giving a presentation. I'm on a panel of um, myself and a president from the West Coast offering perspectives on the presidency in a divided um, society, a politically divided society. How do you hold the space of civic discourse um, in a, in the in the polarized nature of our political environment? Um, and it's challenging because anything uh, seems to uh, people try to brand you as something and identify, and it's really really challenging. How do you? You mentioned trying to bring the visibility for the club. How do you both try to create space of of common ground, space where you? I know you've done debates. Together, you've organized debates, I think we were talking about it, or Kim was mentioning we've organized some issues conversations in the past across the, the clubs. Um, how do you try to enable that so that you're talking with each other and your peers are talking with each other a bit? Davis and I have a great relationship, and I think that that's essential. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's great that we do, you know, we're here together next to each other speaking. So yeah. uh, I think that that definitely uh, is an attribute to our uh, to our drive, and so I, so I think that there's there's a lot of commonality between us. You know, we're, we all are going to be graduating soon. We all going to go out into the real world. So I think that being able to, you know, have some discourse and, and some positive conversation between our groups on issues, uh, I think would be able to uh, give us the tools and, and the tricks needed to go out into the real world and to be able to engage with, 
everybody mm -hmm. and their in their views. So I think going forward, Davis and I, in the past, we've had tabling events. I know we, we correlate and we work together on certain events, you know, that, that, that both uh, affects us. But going forward, I definitely would like to, you know, maybe set up some more debates and mm -hmm. uh, try to uh, engage our clubs more because there's no, you know, we're all politically involved. So yeah. I think we should all uh, come together at some point and talk about it. Yeah, I think um, I'll pivot to you in just a second, Davis. But I, one of the things that you just said, Johnny, I think is really true. And, and I share very strongly. It's about relationship. I think it's a lot easier to have conversation across difference when you actually respect and care about the person who may just have different opinions, different ideas. And I think that's the beauty of humanity, right, is that we can all have different opinions. And it, it isn't it isn't our natural instinct. It doesn't need to be our natural instinct to argue about things, but rather to try to understand. And at the end of it, if the facts are clear and one still holds an opinion, that's okay. It's not a. It, it doesn't a statement about the individual. And I think we've lost that a little bit in the 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 dialectic conversation that seems to be going on. But Davis, I'm just curious for you, what types of things would you like to see the college support or for us to to try to enable to help bring those conversations together? Yeah. Uh, well, number one, I think the most frequent amount of events we did was for voter turnout, especially in 2018. Mm -hmm. And I mean, also recently for February 11th, yeah. um, no matter what political party you're a part of, um, we both want you to vote. It's really important, especially right. being a keen state where civic engagement is so important. Um, and I think that will be really important going up to the general election, a good showing from both the Democrat and Republican Party, showing everybody that we want them to vote and we want them to make their voices heard, even if we disagree. Yeah. And I think... Um, so I was mentioning before we went on air, there, there's a video out on Facebook and Instagram that you've both done. I, I retweeted it uh, two days ago. But it really is Johnny and Davis encouraging students at Keene State to get involved, to raise their voice. And in a very brief video, you talk about how to get set up to register to vote and uh, to make sure their voices are heard either here on February 11th or through their um, polling places back home. So I'm curious if you're not on video, but uh, at least in your voice, could you share a little bit of the important things you want your peers, your classmates, to, our listeners to know about getting involved and voting in New Hampshire on the primary day? Yeah, so uh, number one, you can register to vote on primary day, so there's no issue there. Once you go to the polls, there will be a separate table for you to register to vote. Put ads on a few minutes to your time. Um, you only need a few things to register to vote, and the school makes it a lot easier, which is really, really great. Um, you need something proving that you live in the United States. So that can be a passport or a birth certificate or anything else that says you're a U.S. resident. Um, and also, you just need a license or something else with your photo on it, not the OWL card, actually. Right. <laughs> so you need a license or some form of ID from somewhere. Um, and thankfully, because the school helps out with this, if you live on campus in a dorm, um, you don't need to worry about proving where you live. And if you've attended the off-campus housing orientation, you don't need to worry about proving where you live as well. Right. Yeah. And, and Johnny, I know in the video you, you talk just to try to make sure that, that students are aware you can register same day. And if you wish to vote absentee, uh, you can do that as well. Uh, Correct, yeah. Just, just being able to get involved and to um, be able to go out there and vote. Some people never vote the first time, so I think being able to go and, and to have your voice heard uh, kind of get in that habit of, of going out there, and I and I think that uh, it's a good process and something that everyone should try to get out there and do. Yeah, and and I really want to thank you both for the advocacy to get engaged civically. I know you both are, and to try to get more students at Keene State's involved. Keene State involved. I think one of the things uh, for our listeners to understand, as well as that Keene State specifically works very closely with the the city clerk, uh, with the state. Um, 
legislative leadership to understand the state law to be sure that we're compliant with. And the city clerk has been a remarkable colleague to help us understand and, and create education and awareness uh, campaigns and information for the students so that we're both compliant with the law, but we're not silencing the voice of the students here at Keene State, and we're allowing that space. And so we do believe strongly in it. We are an American Democracy Project campus. We're a Carnegie Engage campus. So it matters to us to have our students get the voice, not about partisan issue. It's about getting the voice out and, and helping students understand while they're here, when they leave, they must be a part of their communities. And mo much of that is being involved in democracy and leadership. Um, so one of the things that I did want to ask you both is, how do you have fun in, in, uh, in this? Like, it's a political run-up. You get heated, lots of issues. How do you make it fun for you and for your, your peers? Uh, one of the things is, you know, maybe not to always make it about politics. You know, sometimes that could be very heavy, and it could be, uh, you know, after a long day of classes, sometimes you just kind of want to go and have fun. So sometimes we do pizza parties. Uh, we watch movies sometimes. We, we went on a, a D.C. trip last in, in, in the fall last semester. So that was a great way to, you know, kind of branch out and to see different things. So I definitely like to keep it light sometimes, keep it fun, um, being able to have good conversation and good times, good laughs. So... Good. Try to keep it light always. What'd you do in D.C.? We went on Veterans Day weekend, and we actually got a great tour of the Capitol building. We got to see the monuments, the museums, the whole awesome. nine yards. So we thank you for the college. Yeah, they were the very good help to organize and to facilitate you know, funds for us. So that's we great. had a great experience. We won't forget. Awesome. That's great. Davis, how about you? How do you have fun? How do the young Dems on campus have fun? What do you do? Yeah. Um, well, we like to poke fun at politics sometimes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as well, like the Howard Dean screech yeah. <laughs> from a few years ago, <laughs> things like that. Um, but yeah, John, what we do the same thing as Johnny. We have events and we stay after um, we get through business mm -hmm. and just talk about regular things that aren't so intense yeah. and don't require work from us, which yes. is really nice. Just yeah. to relax into just building relationship with people. Exactly. Um, what would you say for me, what, what would you ask me to do to be more supportive of, as students, as members of the young Republicans, young Democrats, what can I do? What can the college do to better support you? Uh, one of the biggest things that my members have told me is one of the reasons why they joined the club is that they don't feel uh, always comfortable voicing their opinions in the classrooms. Um, they come to our meetings or they come to our events to be able to, you know, have that free space to talk and to not feel like they're being criticized or, or, or such. So I think that, you know, ensuring and, and reiterating and, and establishing that, that safe environment in the classroom. I know I've had a meeting with uh, the Dean of Social Sciences, yes. um, and they've, they've expressed that they are definitely working hard to ensure that. So I think that uh, making kids feel comfortable, regardless of their political opinion. You know, you don't want to go against the teacher if they mm -hmm. have a view of, of one or the other. So I think that definitely ensuring that, you know, teachers want to challenge the students to think for themselves, form their own opinions, and to then go apply it. So that would probably be the, the biggest issue facing young uh, Republicans on campus. Thank you. And I think it's, uh, it is a part of, so we're creating a value statement that, that tries to identify our commitment to different opinions and to not silencing any voice on campus. And this is from all spectrum. Uh, and the young Republicans and some of those concerns, I had heard a little bit about this last uh, fall when we were working on this. And that's an important voice that's in my mind as we try to think about this. How do we create 
um, an awareness and a sense that uh, different opinions are actually why we're here. That's what a college is for, is to try to create that safe space for discourse across difference and not to silence anybody's opinion. And, and when we have, or any member of this community, so we want the diverse opinions, we want the diverse uh, cultures, we want to be able to be a space where people learn together and grow. Um, and we can't do that if someone's feeling silenced or they're not raising their voice or they're not comfortable. Uh, so it's a big commitment and thank you for raising it. And I hope you'll check back in six months, eight months, a year, and see what's happened uh, with regard to training, education, launching of faculty as they come on campus and staff, uh, and how we're working with our students to create those spaces um, where we build relationship, we don't build difference, and I think that's going to be important. Thank and you. so thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, Davis, what would you, what would you say? Yeah, I'm not really sure, actually, because I think our school is really, really good at in telling everyone to vote and how to do it. Um, I've talked with other chapters of the Democrats Club across the state, and their schools don't support them as much as we have here, especially when it comes to some of the laws that are in the state. Yeah. Um, I know our school recognizes those laws and follows them, not breaking any rules, but you do make it so the students don't have to feel the impact of them, especially mm -hmm. with um, working with the city clerk and giving the lists from yeah. the dorms and things like that. It's really, really helpful towards getting everyone to vote, and I think we all feel that on campus. Thanks. I think part of um, part of what we were trying to do is we didn't want students' voices to be silenced, just like we don't in a general election or in a primary election. So, so I think the the recommendations you're both author offering are the reflection link. It's about making sure voices are heard, that um, we build relationship, and we create a space on the campus, off the campus, in the community where students feel heard, respected. They get the chance to be involved, um, and that matters a lot to me personally, and I know it matters to our students. So. I really want to thank you both. Um, it's been amazing, and this has gone really fast to sit in here with you with 30 minutes. We're coming to the end of the show. Um, I wish you both lots of joy as you go through the spring, lots of fun. And um, Johnny, good luck when you graduate. I'll look forward to shaking your hand um, you. as you cross the stage. Uh, and to where you go next, I'll, I'll watch for your rise and, and the work you're going to do. And Davis, I'm so thrilled as we talked last time that you're going to be here another year. And I'll get to, to uh, watch you continue to grow and lead the groups you're, you're part of. So Ekram, thank you. And to all of our listeners out there, this is Melinda Treadwell. We've come to the end of another Campus Corner program here on WKNH 91.3 FM and WKNH.org. I will look forward to talking with you all next week on the Campus Corner. Thanks.